Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. You have your body to thank for every good thing you have ever experienced. Jen Hatmaker. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number six of the Secrets of Supermom show. If you have been following along, I am sharing key tips right from the book Secrets of Supermom as we kick off the podcast. So for our first five episodes, we started with part one of the book, which covered the key secrets. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go back and listen to the key secrets um, in episode two through five. Or there's also a freebie that you can grab the top four secrets um, and you can check those out and I'll put the link in the show notes. But today we are getting started with part two and part two of the book is called The Secrets of the Mind and Body. So today we are talking about chapter five, which is Super Moms Love Their Body, The Secret of Health. So I am going to get a little bit vulnerable today uh, because I want to share what has really finally worked for me, and I think it might help you too. Um, It really has made a huge difference in how I show up as a mom, how I show up in my career, how I show up as a friend, as a human. Um, But to understand completely, I think you need to kind of know where I started. And although a lot of personal stories are in the book, this one actually isn't. So a little bonus. Um, so for many, many years, really my, my whole life, um, I have struggled with weight. I have been overweight for a large majority of my life. Um, I have never been into sports. Uh, I'm actually quite horrific at them. And so I never consistently exercised even from a small, being a small child. I was never really into any type of exercise for very long. Um, I would start something and never stick with it. I, I knew I should move my body. I knew I should move somehow. I knew that my friends worked out, my family members worked out. I just never found anything I liked enough to keep going. Um, I tried step aerobics at home. I took group fitness classes. I, you know, had a bike that I would ride. I would go running. I ran some half marathons even, but even as soon as those half marathons were done, I was done with running. Um, and so I was just never really doing anything consistently. And I was never coordinated enough to do it well. So even the things I did try, I wasn't good at. And so they were just sort of embarrassing. Um, To add to that, I have always really eaten uh, too much. I love food. I love all kinds of food. I love trying new foods. I, my favorite thing really is to go and go out to dinner with friends and share dinner. I love when someone is willing to order a few different things and we share it all. Uh, My husband absolutely hates that. So we definitely don't do that on date night, but I just love that. I love family dinner nights. Um, When I was in college, I dated a guy and his family had Sunday night dinners and we would all go over there with the, with the brothers and everybody they were dating. And it was just the most fun time. And so for me, good things just really seem to always center around food. And so because I didn't move my body a lot and I did eat a lot, I was overweight, um, more significantly overweight some of my life than others. Uh, in college, I was quite overweight. And I always thought of myself as the fat friend. So I definitely felt like the fat sister. 
I was the fat bridesmaid. Um, and in my head, I really translated that to being the ugly friend, the ugly sister, the ugly bridesmaid. So in my life, I always worked really hard to be amazing at everything else. I felt like I couldn't change the way that I looked. So I could definitely change how hard I worked, how I treated people, uh, the difference that I made, the things that I worked on, uh, my grades, my achievements. I could control that. And so I did. Um, but that ugly girl, that fat girl, she was still in the, in the mirror every single day. That was still the face that I had to look at. You know, she didn't go anywhere. She, no matter what I did, she, she was still there. So not only did I not love my body as in love to look at it, love to think about it, love to, you know, think about the, what I thought was so imperfect. Um, I also didn't love my body as in provide it love give it good things to eat, give it good things to drink, treat it well, get it enough sleep, tell it nice things. I just never treated it like it was the most important thing. So I let the way that I looked, being what I thought was my biggest imperfection, be something I ignored instead of something that I faced and that I either made a chance to change or made a chance to accept. So thanks for listening. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I so so what do you you know what do you want to know? You want to know what changed? Do I love my body now? Have I come through to the other side? What am I going to teach you today? Um, and my answer is sort of. So I absolutely love what my body can do for me. I sure love how good my body feels every day. I absolutely realize that that quote from Jen Hatmaker that we started with today. It is completely true. My body is responsible for every good thing that has happened to me. So falling in love, pregnancy, the half marathons I told you about, that bubbly feeling of joy that feels like it's going to explode out of you, that kind of half giggle that just wants to come out when you're so excited or so happy about something. My body is responsible for all of that. Everything that I feel, my body's responsible for. And those things, man, those things all together they make me care a lot less about what it looks like. Um, they make me focus on how grateful I am for this body instead of consistently hating the package that it's wrapped in. And so I would say I for sure love my body now more than I ever have. And I certainly am always a work in progress. So how can you love your body? How can you start to do some work if you are not loving your body, if you're not taking care of your body, um, and if you're not mentally loving your body. So I want to talk a little bit about the mental part first, because I think that that's often the biggest challenge. And then I want to talk a little bit about some actual tangible things that we can be doing, um, a lot of which comes in the, in, into the book. Y'all already know that I love being intentional. I love a good list or tracker. I, I think that when we are thinking about things, when we're being intentional about whatever it is that we're trying to do, change, pay attention to, it is something that stays top of mind and it's a way to change it. So you're going to keep hearing this from me over and over again, uh, both from things in the book and things that I teach you for, you know, things that I learn along the way. And if you love a good list, this is definitely good for you. You're going to love it. What do I want you to do? I want you to make a list of all the good things your body is responsible for giving you. Love, babies, happiness, strength, everything you can think of. Um, you know, we, we keep it clean on this podcast because those little ears, they are everywhere. But I want you to think of every amazing feeling you get to have because of your body. I want you to get specific, journal it, write it down, make your list, 
And then keep that list in your bag. And I want you to add to it this week. As you think of new things, I want you to add those things in. I bet you could come up with a hundred things that your body has given you and that has made you feel, um, to make you feel amazing. So I know you might be thinking, and so we're going to talk about what is the elephant in the room. I know that as you do this, you're going to be tempted to think about all the reasons you hate your body. You are going to think about everything that your body has not followed the rules on, everything that your body has done in defiance of you. Maybe your body made cancer and you hate it for that. Maybe your body couldn't carry a child and you hate it for that. Maybe you have an autoimmune disease. Maybe you hate that it made cellulite or stretch marks or freckles or your eyes are green instead of blue. So if you feel called to do it, if you're making this list of good things and you feel called to do it, I want you to make a separate list of those things that you hate about your body. Because when you don't give yourself that ability to process those bad things with the good, it can feel like an elephant in the room. It can feel like your mind thinks you're trying to trick it, like you're being dishonest with your mind, like you're saying, oh, no, I only love these things. I don't have anything I hate about you. But your mind, your body knows differently. So if you need to make that list, make that list, too. All right. So what's next? When you start to feel insecure about your body, when you start to say those negative things to yourself, I want you to reflect back on the list of positives. So I want you to take a look back at that list. Now you've got your hundred things that your body has done that are amazing for you. And I want you to start to look at those. You might even create a mantra or an affirmation for some. Maybe you write some of them on a post-it note and you put it in your po- in your medicine cabinet. Maybe you set a phone alarm and every day your phone reminds you that at 2.22 p.m., it reminds you that you have an amazing body, that your body ran a half marathon, that your body carried six babies, that your body, I don't know, gave you the freckles that you love because you look just like your grandma, whatever it happens to be. Okay, so what do you do with that hate list? Well, first, let that sucker rest a few days. That's a lot. And for some of us, it's a whole lot. And it might be a really long list. We might really, really uh, be at odds with our body because it's so easy um, to be taught to hate it. It's so easy to learn to hate it. And it's not as easy and fast to learn to let go of those things. So once you feel ready to be really honest with yourself, I want you to look at that list. And I want you to go through each of the items. I want you to ask yourself some questions. There's three of them. Is it true? Is it something you can change? And is it something you want to change? So is it true? Is it something you can change? And is it something you want to change? If you answered yes to all of these questions, this we can work with, okay? We can make a plan. We can set a goal. We can work on the steps to get there. So is it true? Yes. Is it something you can change? Yes. Is it something you want to change? Yes. Okay, here we go. But if you answered no to any of the questions, then that's a whole new set of work altogether. Is it true? If it isn't true, if you said in your list, I hate that I have the biggest butt at church and you don't actually have the biggest butt at church, is it true? Then we're going to talk about your mindset. We're going to start talking about how do we continue to tell ourselves lies, right? How do we tell ourselves the true things that exist in our world? Is it something you can change? Okay, let's talk about the freckles. Can you change that? Well, maybe you could do some skin bleaching. I mean, truly, there are all sorts of things that are available in the world. But is it something really you can change? Probably the answer is no. And if the answer is no, then again, we're going to talk about mindset. 
We can't change it. We have to learn how to accept it and be willing to do that. Um, so, you know, there, of course, freckles is one example, but things like autoimmune disease, things that, that cannot be cured currently, what, what can you do to actually turn your mindset around for that? And is it something you want to change? Maybe it's actually true and it's something you could change, but it's not actually something you want to change. Maybe you realize, wow, I've been hating this thing about me for so long, but I don't actually want to change it. I don't actually want to do anything about it. Maybe it's a lie someone else told me that I've just believed. So really deciding that you want to make the change is the last piece of that mindset. And we're going to talk all about mindset, actually, in an, an entire episode coming up soon. So hold tight for that. But um, the, you know, the thoughts are different. It's different. Setting a goal versus changing your mindset around it is a different situation. Okay, so we have actually talked about lots of things that are not officially in the book. We're going to call it a bonus. And I do want to talk about some concepts that are in the book, because what are tan super moms tangibly doing? What are they doing to love their body? What actual tasks, steps are they taking to love on their body? Let's talk about food. When I decided to explore food for the way it made me feel instead of the way that I wanted to look, the weight I wanted to lose, it changed my concept of food forever, y'all. I did this through something called the Whole30. If you haven't heard of the Whole30, I'm actually going to do an entire episode on my experience. I talk about it quite a bit in the book, but I really would love to share more with you all. Um, I want to share more because this has really resonated with folks I've talked to, lots of moms that I've talked to, and even dads, even you know, young folks that, that don't have kids yet. This has really resonated, and it inspired some of them to try it and kind of get their results out of it. And so I really want you guys to hear what, what my experience was, and then you can go totally check it out on your own. Um, there are also other diets that kind of have the same concept. Of, and so the concept is you're restricting food groups and then slowly adding things back in one at a time to see how they make you feel. So there are plenty of different diets that do this. And, you know, people do them to look at food allergies, to look at sensitivities. And this one, for me, my goal was actually not to lose weight when I tried this. I, I wasn't trying to lose weight at all. I was breastfeeding and I was trying it for the very first time and I didn't want to reduce my milk supply what I did want was to feel like a super mom. I had four children. I had just had my fourth. I was, again, breastfeeding. I was going back to work. They were all going to three different locations for daycare and school. My husband was traveling full time. And I knew that if I did not figure out a way to be a full on super mom, I was going to drown. So I tried out the Whole30 to see how that would make me feel because I had heard that not only could it help you lose weight, which again was not my goal, but it could help you feel differently. And wow, did it. Um, so I have done a lot of experiencing experimenting with foods since I tried that in 2016. I know for me, if I limit sugar, it helps my brain feel on fire. I feel like I am brilliant. I know that if I restrict fat significantly in my diet, if I eat a very, very, very low fat diet, I feel very slow. Uh, and I mean slow mindset slow. I, I can't think fast. I feel like I have glitches every single time I'm trying to think of something or problem solve. So I know that a very low fat diet, that's not going to work for me. I know that dairy 
while it doesn't cause bloating like it does for many people, for me, I can tell it causes inflammation in my body because it brings back a hip pain that I had completely gotten rid of. And when I have excess dairy, I can feel that hip pain come back. And I know that that's inflammation in there. So those are just a couple of things that I learned. And I want, you know, I want to share more in another episode, but paying attention to what you eat and how it makes you feel can help you love your body. Because if you realize that there are foods or types of foods that can help you feel on fire, that can help you feel more patient, that can help your skin feel less itchy, that can help you feel calmer, all of these things can help you feel like a better human, no matter what your body actually looks like. So I care far less about what my body actually looks like when it feels smart and strong and filled with energy. Okay, so that's food, right? We can talk about food from a weight loss perspective, of course. You could work with a health coach. You could do all these other things. But really, for me, eating to feel amazing has been a game changer. Let's talk a little bit about movement. I already told you that I hated workouts. I hated all sorts of exercise. I could not figure out a workout that would work for me. I could never stick to one. Nothing was... It, some stuff was fun, but I didn't love it. Uh, you know, I just could never, I could never continue to go. I strongly believe that you can find something that will work for you. If you don't already have it, if you're, if you're listening to this and you don't already have that workout that you love or that movement that you love, I believe that you can find it. And I am the least likely person who would want to work out. So again, I can, I'm talking from very much experience uh, about this, but in the book I talked to you about in 2018, I found a workout that worked for me. So we're in 2021. I'm still doing this workout three times a week. It is what I like to call group personal training. And it is a group session, small group session. It's again, three days a week. It's an hour long. And I absolutely love it. Um, Y'all, I swing kettlebells over my head. I can do push-ups on the ground, on my toes, like real things that I can do that I could never do before. And I absolutely love it. So this may sound awful to you. You may think, oh my goodness, I would never do that. And you should never do that if you, would ne if you never want to do that. But I never thought I would like it either, first of all. Second of all, I kept trying new things until I found something that worked. I told you I tried step aerobics. I did Tai Bo in my living room, you know, on a v VHS tape. I had VHS tapes of a workout called Walk Away the Pounds. You may have heard of this one. It was like a marching and, and kicking class. You did, um, you know, you reached up in the air and you did all these fun twirly around things. I tried so many different things and just nothing worked. Keep trying. Keep looking for that thing. Maybe for you it's going to be yoga or Pilates or spin class or salsa dancing or running or CrossFit. Maybe you are going to like going on bike rides with your kids or just out for really long walks. Maybe you'll love hiking. Keep trying. Keep trying to find it because I know you can find something that will work for you. And moving your body is essential for keeping your body healthy. It's essential. Okay. The last thing we're going to talk about today is sleep. So I know you are, you're a busy mom. You're listening to me and you're going, oh, yeah, 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 I need sleep. I know. I get it. I spent years, y'all, I spent years getting four or five hours of sleep a night. I have taken countless red-eye flights only to literally walk directly into a client meeting and present all day long. I nursed all four of my babies for over a year. 
and not a single one slept through the night until they were fully done nursing. So I can tell you, I spent many years with no sleep or very abbreviated sleep. I have a four-year-old who, as we speak, is in our bed 99% of the time. So I am no stranger to lack of sleep, but I am better when I get more sleep. I'm stronger in my workouts. I make better food choices. I am more patient, patient with my children. I am way more patient with my children. I am smarter when I'm solving problems at work. So I can function on little sleep, right? I can take those red eye flights and go into a meeting. I can get four or five hours and then go right back into a work day. But guess what? I am better when I get sleep. If you already know that you need more sleep, do everything you can to get it. Do everything you can to get that additional sleep because sleep, as you've probably heard recently, is like being intoxicated. Sleep deprivation is like being intoxicated. So you have got to get more sleep. And if you are the one of the ones that's going, yeah, 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 I don't need more sleep. I can function just fine on four hours. It's totally fine. I'm going to ask you a couple of things. How many hours did you sleep per night on your last vacation? On a time when you, for an extended number of days, did not have to set an alarm, how many hours did you sleep? Was it four or was it seven, eight, ten? How long do you sleep if your shades are pulled and your alarm doesn't go off? Do you sleep longer? You might, you may be a unicorn and only need those four hours, but probably you're not. Probably you do need more time and more sleep. And when you realize that your body will get it when it wants to or when it can, when you're not setting those early alarms, when you're not really trying to avoid it, then you can be better. And, and when you get that extra sleep and realize, oh, wow, I'm more patient. Oh, wow, I'm stronger. Oh, wow, my willpower is better. Oh, wow, I am so much more amazing when I meet with my boss. All of those things are really great things. So do everything you can to get sleep. Those of you that have newborns, I know that you are trying your hardest. And so just keep trying. And I promise you that one day it'll come back and you'll be able to get that sleep that you need. Okay, so... We're wrapping it up. I promised you that in every episode, we would end with one small step. And so I want us to go back to applying the lesson from the show, which was to make a list of every good thing your body has made possible for you, or at least start it. You don't have to write your hundred things, but, but at least get started on that list because I really believe that the way that you look at your body and the way you think about your body impacts the way you treat your body and then makes those things like food choices, movement choices, and sleep choices better, easier, easier. And then by doing that, not only are we loving our body from the inside, we're loving our body from the outside and that body is going to do amazing things for us. So I would love for you to share what yours is. If you want to send me a DM on Instagram or a message on Facebook, I would love, love, love to hear it. And until then, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.